Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Jackson, I don't care what you say. I've never wanted one more than this one today. Right here, right now, on November 22nd, 2023. How badly do you want this one? I want it bad, Tim. Such sarcasm. I don't like it. Text in. Do you want it bad? Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. Yesterday, we broke our own record. 160-plus viewers chatting in the YouTube chat on the 101 ESPN channel. Can we break that today? Are people already off work and already vacationing in the Hamptons? Um, prob- Probably, but that was actually, I think, one better to us. You know, people are at home. Gathered with the families watching the show. Right, and then you'd have to think each individual watching has like four to five people with them. So you could really bump those numbers right on up. Tiny Peepy already said, I want it bad, real bad. I'd like to tell a tale today, but I need something to trigger that. I'm going to up my payment to the listeners a special Thanksgiving to your Venmo if you come up with the deep dive topic. But before we go deep diving, and before we go to the Little Piddles Skanksgiving (laughs) shoot-em-up, we got to talk about Kyle Gibson. Now, what the Cardinals are doing, I have to be direct I am not Colin cowherding yes. I am not contrarianing for the sake of contrarianing. I mean it sincerely. I could not be more pleased with the approach the Cardinals are taking to this offseason. Now, the problem they have is they're not looking to be amused on social media and punting next year. I am. They, as the organization... I'm not sure how they are going to rectify this with the fan base. But for me, as somebody who says, let's just skip ahead to 2025, I appreciate that they're skipping ahead Mm -hmm. to 2025. And from a social media entertainment standpoint, signing Lance uh, Lynn and Kyle Gibson could not be doing more for my entertainment. I was listening to the John Mazalak press conference yesterday on 101 ESPN during the fast lane. Anthony Stalter, Brad Thompson, and your boy, Marshy Marsh, and his playful posse. That's right. Hosting the show. And they came back from the press conference in Sweet Mother of Mercy. The anger that I could tell they were reading in the text inbox. And also the mic drops. The anger from the fan base is at an all-time high. Jackson, unlike you, I don't get to go to the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. 
I don't get to go to Hawaii or Bora Bora. Right. I'm St. Louis through and through. And I can't recall a time in which this fan base has been angrier in mid to late November than at this very moment. Yeah. Now, the reason why I like it outside of my amusement is the Cardinals are allowing themselves to, I guess, get these innings. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I'm not expecting them to win next year. They're the ones who said they planned on returning to being competitive. Not me. But fine. Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson will remember 2024. And with Lance Lynn, we'll remember you showing up surprisingly on the mound in Game 5 of the 2011 World Series and also scaring the hell out of us on TMA at the picnic table along with Adam Wainwright and Matt Holliday when they toughed us around. Kyle Gibson, probably excited about the Arkansas game on Friday as a Missouri guy. M-I-Z. Yeah. Fine. The Cardinals have now assembled a number three starter and three number fives to attack the 2024 campaign and I am thrilled to see it yep. because they have not paid a guy who will be in his late 30s $30 million. And I am all for that. And maybe, just maybe, as now Ben Fredrickson of the Post-Dispatch was tweeting yesterday, and as I was reading between the lines with his cohort at the Post-Dispatch, Derek Gould, there are undertones of Yoshinobu Yamamoto. I, I never, and I mean it never, thought that I would be giving an A-plus to the Cardinal 2023-2024 offseason, but if they sign Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, not because of Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, but because of the one-year deals, and then sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto, I mean, you might as well call me a rights holder because (laughs) I will be the happiest Cardinal fan slash talk show slash podcast slash pervert host you're going to find in town. That's where I am, Jackson. What you got? So, judging it right now, which I feel a lot of Cardinal fans are, and that's fine. It's to be expected, but it's like an unfinished painting. You, know, you can't judge it till it's done. And if yeah, you, paint me like one of your French girls. That's I, I. Right when I was watching Mosaic yesterday, I kept saying to myself, "Man, paint me like one of your French girls, Mo." Uh, but either way, <laughs> real nice. Thank you. If you were to get somebody like Yamamoto, if you were to get one of these big time players, who you'd spend a lot of money on. You would think it would be best to get one-year deals for relatively low cost of guys who get deep into games. That's what Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson do. They eat innings. That's what Mosella kept saying yesterday. So if you're kind of reverse engineering this offseason... If you had $57 million to spend... Right. And you've spent 23... And you've gotten guys who can go deep into games... 34. And now can pitch late in the games, eat innings, that would set you up to get one of these big guys like a Yamamoto or like a Snell... So and yeah, I don't need the snow. Just, just as an example, a Yamamoto would obviously be much more desirable. But if you were reverse engineering it, this is how you would do it. You would get two guys for low amounts of money, one-year deals, not long-term contracts, and then you get you spring all the money in to get that big-time ace. Like that's how you would do it. So for fans, like I understand, like you're like you look at it from an optics standpoint, it's like Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson. Oh boy, World Series here we come. But that's not it's not over yet. It's it's mid November. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. There's plenty of work to be done. I hope. I don't think we can lose as hosts of this presentation and TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. If somehow this is all the Cardinals do this off season, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, then you could judge the finished painting. Oh. 
hey, but when they signed Contreras last year, we were like, okay, that'll wrap it up. This club's ready. You're right. And then, alas, mm. we heard about Jack Flaherty. Uh, but the only way I would be like, ah, I mean, listen, signing Blake Snell, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God. I just feel like, oh, this, is, this isn't going to go well. Right. First year or two, it might go great. But you're not going to be happy with the deal. I don't Similar think, to Contreras. I don't think, yes. I don't think Philadelphia is going to be really enjoying the NOLA contract for four of the seven years. Right. But their window's a lot different than the Cardinals, too. So that's where I am on that one. Even Sonny Gray, which would not excite me, mm-hmm. that one can't be a seven-year deal. I mean, I say it can't be. <laughs> I never thought Contreras would get the deal he got. But it's like a man just turned 34. That right. isn't going to happen. So if the Cardinals can get out of this offseason without committing to a pitcher in their mid and late 30s, long-term deals, and my fear of this offseason will have been mitigated. And at this point, I think that's going to happen. And now it's interesting that Ben Fredrickson also kind of sees what I've been seeing, which is I think... They're gearing up for a Yamamoto play. Oh, because with Yamamoto at 25, you're not going, okay, we better win this coming year. Right. Oh, I just can't believe. Listen, I'm not. If, if you were hoping to win in 2024, I understand that. But for me personally, as a baseball fan who operates and sees things through the lens of probabilities, of course, it can happen. Like I put 10 bucks on Missouri to win the college football national championship before the Georgia game. I didn't do it because I thought there was a 51% chance they would. I did it because I was getting plus $40,000 on the bet. Right. So that's through the lens with which I operate. So the Cardinals could win the World Series next year. They absolutely could. The Pirates could win the World Series next year. But from a probability standpoint, for a few months now, I've been saying, I just don't see how it's how they're going to go from where they are starting pitching-wise to that point. It's just not really realistic. And it most likely would not be responsible if they tried to do that. So that is why I love that at worst, it, I see it anyway, they're going to have one potential albatross pitching deal now. Because four of the spots are spoken for. Am I excited about the four? Absolutely not. But I'm not looking at 2024. I think the Cardinals, it may behoove them to take a more direct approach with their communication like Doug Armstrong has, even if you're pissed at Doug Armstrong for some of the deals that the defensemen have. But it's like, hey, it didn't happen. Like I said, I'm happy because I don't have to answer to the fan base for saying back in August, we plan on returning to be competitive next year. I don't know how you reason that one out with fans right now. But as John Mazzella continued to hammer yesterday, this is the, the, there are more moves to come. Right. So, okay. And I do believe that that is the case. The one that would excite the hell out of me would be Yamamoto. Would excite the hell out of me. But it's also a win if it's like glass now. Why? Because he's under contract for one year. I just don't think you can build a championship franchise if you're going to be giving out deals. I mean, you can. You can maybe hit on a year, maybe two, but then, I mean, the Phillies are going to be regretting the hell out of that. Now, if they win two World Series, maybe they'll be like, yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, right. we might suck, and we're, might, we're paying them $23 million now to have a seven ERA and come out when we're down by 10 runs. 
you just can't do that stuff. How do you build a successful franchise in 2023 Major League Baseball? Either one or the other. And by one or the other, I mean pitching, starting, or offense have to be homegrown. Have to be. And then you supplement the rest with free agency. Cardinals just aren't close when it comes to the starting pitching. So fine. The Cardinals are doing what I wanted them to do. The problem for the Cardinals is they're not doing what they told fans they were going to do at the moment. Now, I will ask you this, if you are a listener who is following this closely and who may be on tilt emotionally, meaning you're despondent. If the Cardinals were to sign Gibson, Lynn, and Yamamoto, how would you grade the offseason? And my follow-up question, if the Cardinals were to sign Gibson, Lynn, and Snell, how would you grade the offseason? And for me, that changes those two questions. The grades change substantially because I think Snell is going to be one you are going to regret. Yamamoto could be one that never produces. Don't know. I haven't seen him facing consistently major league players. But... Uh, I love the Cardinals and the idea of taking a shot on a 25-year-old pitcher versus a guy who, especially baseball analysts, but also nobody can debate his age, but baseball analysts say this might be the one that you want to avoid. He's at his peak value, has control issues, could be an absolute disaster for whoever gets him. I think fan, I think locally, I think fans would be, some fans may be even more excited about Snell. But I'd be curious where people are. What would your letter grades be on that one? All right, $40. To the winner of the deep dive suggestion today. Goes right from my Venmo to yours, Jackson. Oh, yeah. uh, Jackson has this little piddles skanksgiving. Shoot them up. Shoot them up. Yep. Yep. Because we're not going to be on the air until Monday. Yep. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should do an emergency balloon party tomorrow at 10. <laughs> Coming on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, you might have to run, the, run your own board on that one, Chief. <laughs> the Rocky would come in. St. Gabe's guy. Yeah, so. St. Gabe's guy. He's a meat and potatoes guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a proletarian as well. All right, send him in. Text him in 314-399-9646. I see 128 friends of the feather have gathered, including Andy, Neil Allen, Craig Paquette, The Dude, Bald Eagle 71, and Alan Dadeville, along with, of course, your guy, Droid Effects. They're yeah, all in there guy. talking it over. It's the 101 ESPN channel on YouTube. And, of course, the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. The studio camera is brought to you by Air Alliance team. It is 1018 in St. Louis. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. This is Balloon Party presented to you by Munganess Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson, that's me. It's time for a confession here on balloon party. Oh, I'm falling in love. I'm very interested to see where this next part goes with our listeners. There it is. I am. They're good people. Well, you know, maybe our relationship in January of 2022 didn't start off the way we wanted it to. Touch abrasive. Well, that's my relationship with audiences for a quarter of a century. Right. And Uh, I blame them, not my abrasive personality. A Hall of Fame quarter of a century. That's correct. But somehow, some way, that which was not well received in July where we were accusing a gentleman in the Los Angeles Times of making up reports of Nolan Arenado's 
interest in going to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Many have now, including Derek Gould, St. Louis Post-Dispatch beat writer for the Cardinals, have started to say, yeah, maybe it doesn't necessarily make sense to, to go all in on 2024. And people are thinking in a more broad way. Not the Dwala don't spend money thing. Mm-hmm. I would tell you it does spend money. Just hadn't spent it really efficiently. Right. That maybe, just maybe, going, okay, maybe it happens in 2024, but let's not blow it for 2025, 2026, 2027, 2028, 2029 by trying to win in 2024. And I, as I browse through the Air Comfort Service text line, uh, it is uh, overwhelmingly uh, thinking the same thing. And it, I'm surprised, by, I'm honestly, I'm surprised by it. But uh, people certainly are of the opinion that, yeah, if they kind of, I don't kick the can down the road isn't a good phrase. It doesn't have a positive connotation. Um, but maybe it doesn't happen in 2024 but at least they're not committing themselves to a long-term deal with a 30-something pitcher. And I'm talking about in their mid-past, mid-30s, that that may be in the best interest of the franchise. Right. And I like that. I like that. And I'm glad that some people are seeing it that way. And, and, a, and a real healthy percentage. Uh, certainly, the grades that I ask people to give, for those of you just joining us here on 101 ESPN and on YouTube, how you would grade the Cardinal offseason... If the offseason were the signings of Gibson, Lynn, and Yamamoto, or if the signings were Gibson, Lynn, and Snell, and there is a discrepancy, I don't know if you have it up in front of you, uh, super high grades if they include uh, Yamamoto, uh, and then also uh, a drop down if they include Snell. And to me, what that is telling me is, and again, I mean, this is only however many texts, but, uh, you know, I don't know, a few dozen, that people are going, okay, yeah, Snell, Snell most likely is the one who's going to give you the better 2024. You don't know that, but, I mean, I would say the probability would be. But he's also the guy you're going to be, have to be paying when he's most likely 36, 37 years old in order to get him in this competitive marketplace. I mean, for every one Aaron Nola... Yoshinobu, Yamamoto, Blake Snell. Would you? You don't include Montgomery in that class, no, would you? No, tier below. Yeah, there are a minimum of three teams who want a tier one pitcher. Yep. And so that means the Cardinals are in competition with a minimum of eight teams for these two pitchers. And so for the Cardinals to not only acquire Yamamoto if this were to happen. Like I said yesterday, I'm just sensing that that might be the direction where they're going. And that's from Derek Gould. Uh, and I just think Derek has a, I don't know, I want to say sixth sense, but maybe he does. But I know he knew they wanted Adam Eaton, not Dexter Fowler. I know he knew they wanted uh, Christian Yelich, not Marcelo Zuna. Um, I don't know on the, the, the Sean Murphy thing. I'm I personally would bet that yeah, Wilson Contreras was not their first choice last year. I think it was Sean Murphy. I don't think that's a real bold one, but I don't get that from Derek Gould, even if he may have had that opinion. Uh, but the other two I do, that reading between the lines, I think that's where the Cardinals may be going. And yeah, I mean, I'm not like going, oh, sweet, they're set by signing Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. 
But if you do reverse engineer it and you go, okay, there's $57 million for the the 40-man roster, and they just spent 12 on Gibson and 11 on Lynn, 57 minus 23, I'm a journalism major. I can't do that math, but I think... I think it's thirty-four million that's now left. Is that right? That is right. Oh my God! That you can go out and you can get Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and if you were able to do that, not only are you not losing a draft pick because you'd be signing a free agent who mm-hmm. received an offer like Snell, but you also are going into what is becoming an incredibly popular and successful market over in Japan, in Asia in general. And that would be a great thing for the Cardinals. And you're not going, okay, boy, we better win next year because if not, we'll still be paying Contreras and Snell when they're in their mid-30s. Ooh, I don't like it. So I like that they did two things that certainly, I mean, God, if you ask the approval rating from Cardinal fans on the Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson signings, I mean, what would it have? Ooh. I mean, it'd be in like the, I don't even know, 10% range? I was thinking right around maybe even single digits. Now, as you mentioned, it's an incomplete picture. But yeah. still, I, I, like, I like that they've taken care of it from the, okay, we'll take care of innings in, in 2024. And now we're in a position to try to go absolutely balls to the wall to get Yamamoto. If, in fact, that's what they're doing. So, I, I mean, I, I have to tell you, I like this. I lost the text but I am now being accused by a person of carrying the water for the Cardinals. And I have to tell you, that delights me. Ah. <laughs> Just because, you know, must be new to my track record. But either way, hey, it doesn't matter. It's like when a conservative says, oh, you're a liberal, and when a liberal says you're a conservative. To me, that means, oh, good, I'm doing my job because you don't know where I'm going to come down on something. That means I'm telling you what I really think, and this is what I really think, and I did not anticipate this. If you would have told me I was plus 500 or plus 5,000 on the Cardinals signing Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson this offseason, I would have gone, oh, my God, no way. But alas, that's what they've done right out of the gate. And so now they have, they're in a spot where they can go balls to the wall and know that they have one spot left. I really do like it. Again, because I'm not focused on 2024. If you are looking at it through the lens of this team needs to win a championship in 2024, I understand that. I don't fault you for that. I'm just telling you the reason why I am where I am is because I don't feel like that is realistic anyway. And it wasn't realistic whether they signed Kyle Gibson or Lance Lynn. What they need to do is begin to build a pitching staff for years to come, and that's where the Yamamoto signing would come into play. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. The YouTube chat, hotbed of activity. Uh, the YouTube.com, uh, presented by the Airlines team. That's what sponsors the cameras, and that's the 101 ESPN channel on YouTube. I'm Tim McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. This program is called Balloon Party, and it is sponsored by Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, on 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN. YouTube channel. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. It's driven by Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. My name is Tim McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. And there's only 24 minutes left of Balloon Party before Thanksgiving. Before Jackson hits the club scene tonight. Getting bottle service. Where will he be? Your thoughts, 314-399-9646. Where will the people in the YouTube chat be? 146 in there, Jackson. Like I said, I think you 4-5x that because of people are gathered around the hearth. Oh, yeah. People are gathered around the hearth. Getting after it. Enjoying. Getting Thanksgiving started early, probably. Yeah, I understand. What are your plans on this evening? I, as a family man with a family plan, I'll be celebrating with my family. But what about yourself as the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis? I'll be out in the town. Oh. I'm not quite sure where just I see you at the Ritz Bar. No. No, that would be a surprise. Honestly, if I'm in Clayton, I would count that as a surprise. Not you a look down on Clayton because no. you like the polo fields of Huntley. No, no. Yeah, I could see myself there. Uh, but probably somewhere in the city limits, uh, either Dogtown, CWE, maybe a little Soulard action. All is on the table. I, don't, oh, I just don't know. I just okay. don't know. But I'll be out there tonight. It sounds like you don't want your fans to know where you are. Um, that's what that, I'm sensing. That's not the case. Anytime I'm out... In the city limits, whether it be Dogtown, whether it be CWE, whether it be Soulard, someone will come up and say, hey, they're Piddles. Which means they're Balloon Party. Because you're more known as Piddles on Balloon Party than TMA. Right. But I, I get it. I get free dothams too and all that when I'm out. So. What's it like to be a celebrity? Uh, my, it's all, but it's always like, like. It's my deep dive. I'll Venmo you $40. It's like mid-30s guys. Like it's never like. Oh, a, it's so hot. It's never like a cute girl's like I love TMA or, you know. I LHD2 has always been tough to find for females. Right. Like I left a mic drop on 101. Like that, that, that just doesn't happen. Janet and, does. I love Janet and she's lovely. So is Lisa. A gem. But either way, my friends I would say are honestly, they're like, it's like not weird that that's the wrong term. They're just like, did you know that person? I was like, no idea. Hmm. But they, they love the program, and that's all that matters. Look at that. Well, Jackson will be out. It's your job to find him tonight. But I, I, think, the, I think the false tell was that he will not be in Clayton, so that means he will be in Clayton. Yeah, that's how w- watch it end up happening that's right how in Clayton. That's how I'm taking it. Uh, all right, Jackson. I, I mean, there have been some good requests on deep dives, but none that I think are going to be the ones that I'm going to go with. So that means we go to this little piddle skanksgiving shoot 'em up. Sure. All right, let's do it. Sure. Jim Bowden wrote Bowden or Bowden. You say Bowden. Bowden, because you think it's Bowden. Jim Bowden wrote an article today on the Athletic warning teams about the dangers of signing pitchers to these long-term massive contracts. Do you think, for the most part, that signing pitchers to these big nine-figure deals over a long period of time is not the best idea? Is that just the nature of baseball? If so, does the bigger question of arbitration and free agency eligibility need to be discussed? Um, I think the core issue with signing pitchers to long-term massive deals is more so with pitchers than position players, but certainly with both. This is something we talked about yesterday. These guys are hitting the market when they are usually in their 30s. And so therefore now you are paying a long-term deal for what used to be 100 plus million. Now it could be 200 plus million. And so therefore, getting a return on that investment is going to be tough to accomplish. 
Um, but uh, that is why I keep going back to Yamamoto and being 25 years old. So, um, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. I think for every, say, Max Scherzer free agency experience and how successful that was, you would probably be able to go back to even the 1990s and a gentleman by the name of Kevin Brown. Do you remember that name? Probably no. not because he was pitching when you were a wee lad. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Cardinals could have had him for Manny Ibar and passed. And Manny Ibar, of course, went into Cooperstown, I think in 2007 or 8. I think it was 7. That speech was like Bill Mazeroski's. So the uh, the long-term free agent pitching deals, uh, there are a lot of uh, cautionary tales there, Jackson. So I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Which is why I have been aggressively saying, I fear the Cardinals are going to make a mistake. Well, they got two one-year deals. Am I excited about the individuals? No. Am I excited about the one-year deals? Yes. Right. And am I enthralled by what is to come over the next few weeks? Because we can't lose. We're going to either have a fan base going, oh my God, the Cardinals have a rotation of Lynn, Gibson, Michaelis, and Mats, or the Cardinals have a rotation of somebody, one of, I would think, has to be the four of Yamamoto, Snell, Montgomery, or Gray. I don't see how it can't be one of those four. Or I suppose a trade, I should say that. Glass now sees. But, you know, I I don't mind what they've done. Sure. It, but, but again, I'm coming at it through, I don't think they were going to win in 2024 anyway. And maybe they will, and it'll be wonderful, you know? Yeah, I get that. I think, kind of on the Jim Bowden thing. Bowden, baby, Bowden. Bowden. Is like, you look at the 2025 class of free agent pitchers, like the youngest is like Max Freed and he's 31 right now. That's the nature of the beast with free agent pitchers, man. I'm telling you. So like you, you think like, well, if they don't get Yamamoto, move it down the road. But like you compare Yamamoto and Snell, let's say they have identical seasons in 2024. Not great, not, not awesome, but not terrible. And you had to trade each of them in a pinch. The value you'd get from Yamamoto would be exponentially better than Snell. Right. Let's say the figures are the same with money in terms of the contract. But and they have the exact same numbers. Yamamoto is so much more valuable in the trade market because of his age. That's exactly right, sir. So Welcome. if if you're like him, and so almost to me, like if they don't get Yamamoto, and I would be surprised if they weren't in on him, like offer him a contract. I would be surprised. It would be I think Yamamoto choosing to go somewhere else. But if they don't get him and they don't get Snell, even though I think Snell is a tier below when you talk about the value of the contract. I would be totally cool with them saying, Lord's going to develop another pitcher. We'll spend some of this money on relievers and not worry about oh, it. Oh, I would be. I personally would be in heaven. Right. The fan base would be beside itself. Right. But and then it becomes, well, it's again the front office boxing themselves in with their right. own communication. But right. You're exactly right, sir. But they would be doing a total disservice to themselves, in my opinion, if you're just going to do it just to satisfy the fan base right now. That's short. That's short side, in my opinion. I continue to, I brought this up yesterday, I know I brought it up on TMA this morning, and I'll, I'll restate it now, that running parallel to all of this is Nolan Arenado 13 months ago opting to not opt out, mm-hmm. and just has to be like, either in full-on communication and being told, hey, here's what the plan is, right. or going, oh my God, what are they doing? Wilson Contreras, DH corner outfielder, Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn? You know, I mean, if I didn't opt out in 2017, maybe I'd be excited. Right. right. <laughs> so I just, the, 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 
there's just so much going on. Like the stage is now set. Right. The stage is set here for the next couple of weeks. Yep. It is going to be something else. Woo-hoo, fire up the hot stove. <laughs> Hopefully they take a, just a brief respite over this Thanksgiving holiday. I need like a, a break from all these. You need a break from what? So you can watch more association? Yeah, that. And just, just give me a minute here. Never thought I'd say this, but Tim... I have switched to your side. They should move Goldschmidt and Arenado. That's from the 314. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the macro perspective. Because that's where I'm coming from. And the Cardinals have this thing, which I understand because they were able to do it, but it was a previous type of game where they can go, we can be competitive year in, year out. But at some point, the Colorado Rockies go, you know what? We're not going to be the Cardinals farm system. And the days of acquiring Goldschmidt for guys who aren't in baseball anymore, who bounce around from team to team, that just doesn't happen. That's how the Cardinals built up that run from 2000 through 2006. Um, and in a way, it, 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 well, not in a way, it was how they got Arnado and Goldschmidt. You got to develop. Yeah. And sometimes that means you've got to sell, you got to have a strategy. Even if the strategy is not popular, I think the, the strategy will be well-received if the, if the organization is direct with what the strategy is. That's why I loved the Doug Armstrong press conference that we played, and it happened to be during our show. I loved it because he's sitting there going, yeah, we're probably not at the stars and avalanche level. Right. But here is the way that we think we're going to be able to get back there. And by the way, we're not riding off the season. We think we're in the middle of the pack, and you never know what can happen when the playoffs roll around. And plenty of hockey fans have seen plenty of eight seeds beat one seeds and make their way into the Stanley Cup final. Surprisingly so. Doesn't necessarily happen in the association, last year being a rare exception. But the NHL, it can happen. So fine. I like what that was. It was a, it was a clear plan. So, either way, defining next 14 days, I guess, is about the math when you include the winter meetings in Nashville. Defining 14 days here for the St. Louis Cardinals and the legacy of John Mazalak. Yeah. That is what you have here over the next 14 days. Can't wait. 1046 in St. Louis. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Tim McKernan Jackson Burkett with you. We are doing the Little Piddles Skanksgiving shoot 'em up here on 101 ESPN and on the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. We are right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Reaching for my microphone, I couldn't find it, and I wonder what that looked like on YouTube. <laughs> Just my hand out stretching. I know what it looked like, and somebody's going to create a GIF of it. I can't see a damn thing right now. What's going on? What's the problem? Well, the sunlight. Oh, an eclipse? Our, our friend, the sun, has now entered the uh, chat. Ah, yes. And it's really, I just really can't see, so I'm kind of flying blind here. But that's kind of my talent, is that I'm just, uh, I can do it without talking about it. Yeah. Really can't. All right, now we're good. What, would the sun moved? Uh, no. I just, I need like a rag. What's the problem? I got a little dust here. I can't really see. Now we're good. Now we're good. Now, okay. Now the cloud coverage is resumed. This is good. This is good. This is, this need, is just I need a, four days from this. I do. I need it. I need it. Thank you, Thanksgiving. It's kind of five. It's kind of five days. Because if you start right now yeah. until the next time we're on 
the program, it'll basically be five days. But I'm still thinking about doing an emergency balloon party tomorrow. Right. And again, that's going to be a solo, With Rocky. solo pod. Jackson, you don't happen to have a second question in this little piddle skanks given shoot em up. Sure. And it's actually a Thanksgiving-based question. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving, Tim. Happy Thanksgiving. Boy, that was so organic. And what a holiday it is, and it's so fun to share this Thanksgiving Eve with you here and now. I wrote all of this down. Oh, I think that was obvious. Well. The delivery sounds like a KOMU weekend newscast. You mean outstanding? Uh, What St. Louis sports moment, person, or decision are you most thankful for this year? Wow! God! The Skanks given shoot 'em up right at 10.53, Clarkson Jewelers time check. Unbelievable. Yep. It can be well, any moment, any person, any decision. Hot. <laughs> I'm going to go first. That's my gift to Ooh, you. I'm ready. Because you, I know, and then I would be able to buy time. And that's going to allow you to probably come up with a better answer than mine, because usually I buy time and then mm-hmm. I can dunk on you. Right. <sighs> God. I have gotten so much enjoyment out of this Missouri football season. And I don't know. As a matter of fact, watch this. Nay, I know I would not have gotten as much enjoyment out of the season if Missouri were 4 and 2 after playing LSU instead of 5 and 1. And therefore, Harrison Mevis's 61, or as Gabe says, 62-yard field goal to beat Kansas State set the stage and propelled the Missouri Tigers to a year that at least through November 4th, I could mentally trick myself, kind of like sitting on my left hand for a half hour, into believing that this team had a chance to win the national championship. And that meant for about seven weeks, I got to experience that with Georgia fans get on the regular, and therefore I will go with Harrison Mevis' 61 or 62-yard field goal to beat the Wildcats of Kansas State. Love that play. I'm going to go in a very similar direction. You're going to go with the three-pointer in Knoxville. No, that was just... You're going to go with beating... Would they beat Utah State or something? No, because the thing that followed was so brutal. Right. No, I'm also going to go Missouri football. Okay. But this, and this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but it's actually a full-bore compliment to Eli Drinkwitz. The decision Drinkwitz made to hire Kirby Moore as the offensive coordinator, delegate play calling to Kirby Moore, was, I think, the best decision of 2023 and is what I am most thankful for because okay. it takes a I'll real take leader to understand when they need to delegate. it might happen in 2022, but I don't know. Was it Kirby hired in 22? I think it's live. I think you're 60% safe, but it's live. Well, either way, Kirby Moore didn't start calling the plays till 2023, so I'm going to count myself, and I'm counting it. And I think that it takes a real leader to understand what they do well and what they don't do well and recognize an issue and delegate that to someone who does it maybe better or at least can handle that in 100% totality. And that was what Drinkwitz did by giving the play calls Kirby Moore, and you have seen the proof in the pudding. Uh, Incredibly significant moment. I really believe that he has evolved as a coach. Yeah. You know, and and the acknowledgement of you can't do it all and you have to be more of a CEO than I got to put my stamp on the uh, offense. As he said after the Kentucky game, I wouldn't have been able to call that fake punt if I were still calling the offense. Uh, Let's see. What do people have to say? Uh... 
people are thankful for Carolyn Kindle. Seen a lot of that. Uh, FedEx Brian says the home opener for St. Louis City SC is the correct answer, Tim. Well, you know what I always say, Jackson. Some people like some things, and some people like other, other things. things. And while I am certainly grateful for what turned into um, a signature event every time City took the field in downtown West St. Louis, Missouri. For me, individually, emotionally, my uh, my heart beats directly for Missouri football. That's just the way that it is. It's it's certainly not a a choice anybody would make if they had the option, but it is uh, what I live for. And you get it once every few years, usually, and uh, we got it. And without beating K State, even if they would have, you know, you just you can't be a two and two lost team entering November and have a chance to win the national championship. And I'm all about conning myself into believing they can win the national championship. Uh, I suppose from a bad beat standpoint, uh, I still think the Drayden Norwood pass interference call is one of the lowest moments that will be underrated. I, that was an absolute disaster and it impacted that game in Athens. And I will go to my grave with that one. It really will. And that, it'll bother me more than the fifth down, which may sound crazy to people. The flea kicker, the 1990 Missouri Tigers and 1997 Missouri Tigers weren't going to win the national championship. 2023 team may have been good enough. Yep. And uh, that pass interference that gave Georgia a first down, and instead they would have been punting. I think it would have been fourth and seven or fourth and ten with Missouri leading 13 to 10. And the flag was like on satellite delay. Uh, Let's see what else we got. I am thankful for this fun game of slap and tickle most days between 10 and 11.03 a.m. How about that? That's from the 636. Janet! Hey, I am thankful I lived through St. Louis's glory days. Huh? It's nice. Twenty twenty three, preferably, but we'll take whatever. I'll take it. Sure. Uh, thankful for the class that was shown by Adam Wainwright and the adversity he went through to get his two hundredth victory with an injured shoulder. That's a wonderful text as well. See, the, I'm falling in love with the audience. Yeah. A this nice is a surprise romance. This is a nice send-off. What was Gary Coleman's girlfriend's name in second grade on different strokes? Um, I think it was Lisa. You're right. Doug? Uh, and so I'm Gary Coleman in so many different ways. And the audience is Lisa, not the gem, although right. she would be included in there. Right. But initially, we were, we were always spatting. And now... Maybe we're flirting with each other. Yeah. Maybe I'm flirting with the great babe auto detailing. Right. It's kind of like know. a yeah, like a like a schoolyard romance. You know, it starts off, you know, aggressive, but it turns into flirtation. I am thankful that Tim finally understands the pros of MLB playoffs. L O L O L O L. Good. Good one. I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, texts, communications, lost. Yeah. Talk to text. Yeah. FedEx dip s doesn't know anything hashtag UPS are we in package wars <laughs> I didn't think uh, parcel parcel battles would go on in the text inbox but it's good to see I am grateful for the Ravens being the top of the AFC and Patty Mahomes being washed that's from the 636 okay huh? okay welcome to Ravens radio be more what up uh let's see uh, we're getting a bunch of these, Jackson. Nice little topic. I'm Thank thankful you. the Battlehawks season opener with that amazing comeback against San Antonio. 
636. All right. What is it? It's, it's 11 o'clock. I it could is. go on. Yeah. But I can't. Jackson, I got a sound story at 1130. You got your big night out tonight. I think you're going to be at the Ritz wearing a smoking jacket and talking to all the ladies, a lot of divorces. That's yeah. what I think you're going to be doing. Smoking jacket and turtleneck. Oh, with your initials monogrammed right across the... Right across the neck, right oh, in the Adam's oh, apple. Oh, yeah. Bill. Yeah. J. Double B. <laughs> that is old money. It's Horton Watkins season tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, have a happy Thanksgiving. BK and Ferrario are up next. For Jackson Burkett, I am Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Muggin S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.